0: Hello, and welcome Hello. to the Good Crackin' Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Renell Pearson, alongside the inevitable one, Devin. I saw it, dude. <laughs> How you doing today, baby? Doing good, man. How about you? Oh, you know. Oh, you know. Actually, I'm about to do real good, because i got to open up my party sauce. Mm. Your party sauce? Mm. I'll be getting there.
1: I my- gotta finish my uh my juice and then uh I'll join you here
0: in a little bit. I mean I'm not I'm not like in party mode, you know, but it's my, par- Why it's my party. Why not? It's Tuesday night. <laughs> does, does Tuesday night kind of a party mode for you? Like- <laughs> what
1: what's a good kraken show without a truly or a white claw? Uh
0: not. It's not, you know what I mean? You know what I mean that's what I'm saying, Devin? I have a question <laughs> for you, real quick. So yeah, you and I have day jobs here, right? Uh-huh. Not like you, Not here, here. Not good, cracking show. Well, we both yeah, have I day would. jobs, <laughs> and 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 my question is is if you weren't doing this or your current day job that you have right now, what what day job would you want to pick? Oh man. Let me, let me let me make some more interesting stipulations here. It it can't be something that's like a dream job.
1: Oh man, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know
0: I would probably just go back to bartending. To oh, tell you the truth, very nice, very yeah. nice. That's that's good. That's good. Honestly, yeah. I feel I feel like I would probably end up doing like retail management again. Yeah, like, you this know a I kind I, of miss.
1: Yeah. I, I will say if I wasn't doing bartending, I would probably try and be a barber, actually.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. we yeah. talked about it. Between
1: that those two. Yeah. Between those two. Or maybe both at the same time. That's probably what I would be doing. Honestly, would you if would I you would you be these.
0: would you like be the barber that has like really nice suave hair yourself? Or would you start doing like crazy shit with your hair if you were a barber? I'd probably be Suave. Yeah. I, or you'd I probably like,
1: stay me with a mullet.
0: I like the idea of you like with like a mohawk, but like not a cool mohawk. Like the really shitty mohawks. You know what I'm talking about? With like purple tips and like
1: with like just like three of them, just like you know symmetrical, like three <laughs> that, of them that are well, all, they're all that just like little spikes.
0: I feel like that's a Tekken <laughs> character, isn't it? Like there's... I don't know. Oh my god, like, that'd be amazing. I
1: don't amazing. know. Maybe some like generic character out of like fucking rage
0: i think i'm thinking of uh machop the pokemon i think <laughs> machop oh, yeah, Machamp? Yeah. yeah dude yeah, yeah. do machop here what are you doing you're not living and then i would just be machop for halloween <laughs> oh my god see we're on to something here we're on to something yeah. here now we have to get you in a pikachu costume for halloween and i refuse to have it any other way
1: unless if it if it's like one of those inflatable like blow up ones that has like the fan that constantly goes you know so it's like that instead of like the little like uh pajama one you know that everybody wears yeah like if it's one of those inflatable ones that just makes me like an obnoxiously large Pikachu then yes (laughs) (laughs) you know like have you seen those t-rex ones
0: yeah dude that's what i'm talking about you can kind of see your face like in pikachu's like little chest cavity thing that's here yeah in the open Hill ramsey in the chat says i can see Devin as a professional mover uh he freaking carries the whole team that's true man (laughs) you're just carrying us all over apex the other night it's great dude i can't wait to get carried by you again probably tonight after we're done with the show Uh, but we're not talking about caring tonight because tonight we are talking people trying to do the right thing, Xbox doing a thing, and me and Devin's memories being a thing because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, a show for nerdy marginalized people giving you the video game and pop media news, reviews and discussions that you want to hear live right here every Tuesday at 7pm and Saturday at 1pm if you watch watching live you can submit questions and topics at tinyurl.com/gksubmissions to be a part of the show or you can just drop that right in the chat. We like to talk to people while we're doing this. If you're having a good time so far, you can watch us record the show live and ad-free by following and subscribing right here at twitch.tv/goodcrackandshow. Uh if you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime and we would love for you to give that to us to help us keep pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home, but If you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can catch our episodes on your podcast service of choice at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning and every uh, next day after every time that we film this episode. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in the about section of our Twitch page and clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or. By subscribing to our podcast channel, by searching good kraken with an exclamation mark, and leaving a review there, Devin Planner Work Son. No. So couple little things here for us to go over. So our S- episode 16 of the Good Kraken podcast is out now on YouTube and your podcast service of choice. Uh, we had Twitch.tv's Highlash on to talk about Pokemon, uh, all of our bad decisions with Four loco and understanding the AAPI perception. Uh, it was a real good show. It was a real good show. Yeah, it was super fun. Highlash was great. Uh, she even at- went out of her way to ask us questions. That was the first time mm-hmm. that we've had that happen. Um, super awesome super awesome it was a lot of fun next announcement is we have our reunion show for the subtle sound of aapi hey and that's going to be on may 29th saturday at 1 p.m pacific standard time we have the entire gang back For this show, it's going to be me, uh, Ubisoft's uh, Holly, GameSpot's Mike, and G4's Rose, um, all back again to discuss us being shamelessly Asian and uh, how we've been healing since the unfortunate tragedy that took place on March 16th in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, The last episode that we did, which is actually technically the very first episode of Good Kraken that was ever done was amazing i'm super stoked to have them back to talk about all of this stuff over again it's gonna be a good time Devin's gonna be there too sort of being our um our man in the chair um as one one uh uh what's his name in spider-man oh uh Um, uh, larb yes larb. yes yeah as 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 he would call it the man in the chair i love you larb i larb you <laughs> i larb you that's going to be <laughs> us uh during that show it's going to be a good time these guys are awesome they had such wonderful topics for us to, to talk about last time and uh we really got into the deep uh that episode And i'm stoked to do it again so um Devin, did you watch the internet explode over the past couple of days because of the IGN incident.
1: Absolutely. How could you not? You know, it's it was, everywhere.
0: Yes. It's it was everywhere. All over the damn place, all over the damn place. And, uh, we are going to be talking about that first and foremost. Now here's the deal, uh, for all of our listeners at home and everything we have, um, A lot here for that I'm going to be reading. I'm going to try to zoom through it as quickly as you possibly can. Some things are going to be condensed. Some things are not. uh, But we want to kind of get a chance to to go over all the details because we feel like our listeners and viewers at home right now need to kind of know all the nitty gritty of what happened uh, in order for us to actually properly discuss it. So, um, try getting this going here. uh, 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 uh and our chat commands are not working so i'm gonna get that fixed up real fast i yeah. was
1: just about to message you no, that <laughs> i know that's
0: okay that's okay you don't have to welcome to you, live that, shows it. our, my friend i know again look we, yeah. we, we 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 say this all the time but we never mentioned that the show was good guys right you know what i mean <laughs> You know what i mean we never said I mean, the show was good like we this like is to pretend that enjoying
1: our good each other's
0: company Uh, you know you know and that's and that's all anyone could possibly ask for um let's try one more time sick there we go we are good guys all right so uh i probably should have tested that before we started anyways <laughs> this is IGN takes down article and tweet sharing Palestinian aid groups. This comes from Zach Zuisin from Kotaku. Um, again, it's going to be a little bit. buckers seat seatbelts, y'all. Uh, following the most recent event of violent military strikes by the Israel Defense Forces that have leveled entire buildings in Gaza and left over 180 Palestinians dead, uh, IGN posted an article leaking to a variety of Palestinian charities and even gave a Palestinian flag prominent in its masthead. Sometime earlier today, all of that content, along with a tweet promoting the post, was removed with no indication as to why or if it will be republished at a later date. Shortly after the IGN post went live yesterday, IGN Israel shared a statement on social media accounts owned by IGN Israel stating it condemned the us ign article and tweet supporting palestinian charities at this time it's unknown if ign's parent company ziff davis demanded this content to be removed or if the content was removed for another reason as of writing this the post and tweet remained deleted Uh, another outlet that showed support for palestine and its people was game informer however its article promoting charities was also removed today as with ign there is been no public indication as to why this post was removed or if it will return if it as israeli attacks against palestinian civilians continue many in the gaming community have begun to speak up against the violence while What is happening is not new. This reaction from big outlets like IGN and GameSpot was seen as a big deal by many who'd been begging for more news and media coverage. IGN, the biggest game news site in the world, was one of the first major outlets to publish a story directly supporting the people of Palestine and various charities that are trying to help the victims of Israel's ongoing military attacks. So, that happened. IGN posted... Um, the post, and it was awesome. People were stoked about IGN coming out doing something that a lot of different websites and companies were not doing, and uh, and it has been a talking point for a lot of us in the game industry to really go over the details of this. And uh, IGN people were super proud of for 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 making this move. So the first thing is uh, after that post had happened, Uh, IGN has since issued a statement saying the original post was, quote, not in line with our tent of trying to show support for all people impacted by tragic events and that by highlighting only one one population, the post mistakenly left the impression that we were politically aligned with one side. Uh, So I'm going to read this real quick so that people can kind of get a idea of like what this fuckery was about. so um it said in full across ign our hearts are heavy as we follow the events in israel palestine and across the region our first thought is always for the broader ign community our employees readers and partners and our hopes for their safety and well-being we have a track record of supporting humanitarian efforts and charities across the globe in the instance of our recent post regarding how to help civilians in the israel-palestinian conflict our Philanthropic instincts to help those in need was not in line with our intent of trying to show support for all people impacted by tragic events. By highlighting only one population, the post mistakenly left the impression that we were politically aligned with one side. that was not our intention, we sincerely regret the error. uh, We do continue to use our platforms and resources to aid those civilian lives impacted across the entire area. As part of this effort, we have made a donation of $25,000 to Save the Children, an organization that works to support children everywhere and provides emergency aid in natural disasters, war, and other conflicts. Thank you for your support and for always engaging with us. Our community is a huge part of what makes IGN special. We will continue to follow global events and look for ways to live. Lend our support in productive, helpful ways. I'm going to stop us just real quick. How does that hit you, Devin?
1: That to me just says so. From what I've heard is that the editors originally posted, like the actual IGN editors, people that we hear from and see in a lot of podcast shows, is that the original post was from them. Yes, sincerely. Yes. This, to me, especially after everything being taken down, not only from IGN, but also uh, Game Informer. Mm-hmm. Um, it This is just like, this is like, oh, we fucked up. Now we have to make ourselves look good. You know what I mean? Right. that right. That's what it looks like from the higher ups, unfortunately. Um, you know, whatever parent company or whoever made that decision to take down the post originally, like th- this, this is them trying to get to kiss ass and get people like you know to not call them out for it essentially yeah. Yeah. like my hearts go out to all the editors who have been put in this predicament because of somebody higher than them because you know there's people who don't know the story yeah but this is some fuckery
0: (laughs) no absolute horseshit man i i i saw it and it happened way late at night like I want to say yeah. mid, like eleven o'clock midnight at night, um, and it was it was just absurd. Like people were were up, like they saw the post, they saw IGN employees talking about it, and it was mm-hmm. insanity. Um, just yeah. think, just thinking that they were going to do that in like the dead of night, and just think that that was gonna like slide. Like I absurd absolutely fucking absurd Devin so the second update here uh was that following the main site's removal of the Palestinian post and his bullshit statement and that's not me that said that that's that, that is our man Zach who posted that um Uh, agreed though let's make that abundantly clear definitely bullshit Uh, South Africa based IGN Africa briefly republished the story linking to relief efforts before it too was removed Uh, and then third update IGN Israel uh, has released a statement following the widespread condemnation of its original comments it does not help matters Uh, I did not post this in our show notes uh, because I don't care Uh (laughs) yeah <laughs> Fuck that! Um, yeah, uh, and then finally, the fourth update. Uh, employees of IGN have since released a statement letter directed to the management of J2 Global, Zip Davis, and the corporate leadership of IGN. So I'm gonna read some subsects up from from that open letter that they had written and signed on together. There was a lot of IGN employees that signed on to this. I'm going to read a few Mm -hmm. segments that I thought were important to kind of summarize. And then I'm going to post the, um, the actual link to it in the chat and in the show uh, description after we posted everything so that people can read it and whatnot so it reads like this uh we the undersigned employees of ign are appalled by the recent management decision to subvert our editorial autonomy and remove our post directing aid to the palestinian civilians cert Currently, excuse me, suffering a humanitarian crisis in Gaza, the West Bank and Jerusalem. In our original post, we offered our readers ways to support charities that helped injured and sick children supply educational resources and food assistance to victims and provide emergency medical relief for those wounded or displaced by the conflict. We feel these efforts should not be controversial. All humans deserve access to these basic rights, and it is important for those with means to offer aid in times of humanitarian crisis. We, the undersigned, are calling for an all-hands meeting that includes IGN, Upper Management, and anyone at J2 Global or Ziff Davis who had a hand in the decision by the end of the week in which we would like full transparency about the reasoning and process behind the post's removal. We ask that the management body responsible for the decision accept that responsibility publicly we ask that management recognize ign's editorial authority and autonomy with regards to what it publishes regardless of whether what work is news reviews features guides video content or promotion of initiatives our staff feels are important such as issue awareness or charitable support While we want to make sure all voices on our team, IGN management included, feel able to weigh in on what we say as a site and how we say it, we are adamant that corporate leadership does not get the final word in editorial decisions. Finally, we ask that management work with our staff to republish the piece. We are open to doing this through a process that incorporates management feedback and concerns about how its content is perceived, but we firmly believe that we must be allowed to advocate for humanitarian causes freely across all our channels. How does that hit, Devin? Um, one hundred fucking percent. Woo! Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, dude, I am yeah. saying, um, incredible, incredible, and I'm, yeah. I'm like super stoked that they did that.
1: You know. One thing that's been amazing, and there's a lot of. Um, lot of uh, criticism uh, people who criticize IGN. For this, but they're one of the biggest gaming outlets in the industry, yeah. in the world, for that matter, their their reach is unfathomable. They're everywhere, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They have been behind humanitarian issues constantly, and there's so many people who try to go off and criticize them for it and say they're a bad outlet because it's not gaming related. Well, I'm telling you right now, a lot of these people out there who do get hurt, who are affected by these things are probably gamers, too. So like and the whole thing is about connecting with your community and supporting your community like. The fact that people are even so against this in the first place is just appalling. You know what I mean? And. I could go on and on about this and just really just rant because I have so many things I think about this, but it is just good to see these people trying to do good with what reach they have, you know, and also stand up to someone who is trying to
0: silence them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, that's that's the that's essentially where I sit to sort of echo what you say. Like, this is. This is ridiculous it's it's just for lack of better words on it honestly like i can't i can't even like fathom right now the the appropriate verbiage to say because it probably wouldn't be appropriate in this sort of sense that like the these people these workers at ign these wonderful wonderful people who did who went out of their way to do something that was wonderful were shut down in silence and got their legs kicked out from underneath them for doing the right thing for doing the right thing. They, they had their, their autonomy as journalists taken away from them. And that sucks on so many different levels. So many different fucking levels. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And good on them for doing this letter And it's it's long. It's a long read. I I urge all of you to go and read it, please. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Hulk Brogan in the chat. uh, J2 Global has an inclusivity blog about how great their company is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's it's just it's just absurd, dude. It's absurd that they even had to do this. They shouldn't have to do. They shouldn't have had to write an open letter anyways. Hindsight, right? Okay. So like it's for me, it's just like having having a company that sole purpose is is for journalism. It's journalism. They give news. They have discussions. They put out articles for people to read to get the the feedback from a company that Mm -hmm. they trust. How are people supposed to trust this company when the upper management at any moment's notice could just take something down that they don't like? It's insanity. It's insanity. And it's absolute bullshit. I I cannot believe that this even fucking happened. I really cannot believe it. I I'm, I'm just appalled by it. Um, but again, to end it on sort of a brighter note. The, the staff at IGN were so wonderful for making this move, making the demands that they need that needed to be met, that they felt need to be met and putting this all out there because I know that there's a lot of people that were throwing them heat when it wasn't their fault. And I feel like that was one of the first things that, need, that needed to be like, discussed first and foremost. This was not the employees of IGN. This was not the employees of IGN. They did not decide to take down the article. And I know there were a bunch of people that threw fucking huge fit and gave them a hard time about it. It was not the damn fault. It was not their fucking fault. And there's a whole list of wonderful IGN employees that are signed at the bottom of that article, at the bottom of that open letter that are saying, hey, this is not what we stand for. And the beauty of this is shit like this happens. And that's how unions start.
1: Yep, and that's in the gaming industry that we need that more so than ever. I'm pretty sure IGN has a union, though. I'm pretty sure they
0: do. If they do, sure, but they need a journalism, like press union. That needs to happen. That needs to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd have to do some more research, but I want to say there is something there. All the journalists should leave IGN and then start their own publication. You know how many times that's happened?
0: It it has happened. My my thing is like I under I understand that that notion. I do. The thing is, Mm -hmm. I I also understand too that there's a lot of employees for IGN that don't unfortunately don't have the luxury of being able to leave, even though they want to, and and it Mm -hmm. sucks. And I wish it wasn't so. I wish they would be able to do do that and not have to worry about anything. Um, Mm -hmm. but what's better than just leaving? the company that you love and have worked out for a really long time, uh that has done you wrong is by demanding that they make up for it. Cause mm-hmm. I mean there is a chance. There's a chance that IGN has they have some time here to make this better. <laughs> they yeah. have time to do the right fucking thing here. And just I just
1: I will end. say this about the you know the the signees on that there's a lot of people that I um really like on there you know like ryan yeah. mccaffrey max scoville but there's some names that aren't on there that slightly has me questioning <laughs> unfortunately I, mm,
0: I know i know i want you yeah, to worry but about that's it. about
1: as fu- much as i will say about that <laughs> i i
0: know there's some people that are that are not comfortable with the the affiliation of it i get it i get it mm-hmm. um the it's just Dude, <laughs> like the, the, the Ziff Davis stuff and the J2 stuff, like I, how in the fucking world, man? How in the world? Like, talk about Slippery Slope. You know what I mean? For real. Like, if, if, for if, real. if massive corporate companies can just decide to do this so their journalists, employees, that they hired! They hired these people to put out honest articles about honest, factual things and opinion pieces and all these things that they care about, and they punish them for doing it! Are you fucking out of your mind?!
1: <laughs> you know, I th- this whole thing just reminds me of, like music scene drama and seeing like one person a band say something of the rest of the band <laughs> like, just, ah, <laughs> man, say and they're not ta- associated with it that's just what it looks like
0: and just it just oh, yeah. it's absurd oh. that like the these people are just trying to work yeah. and they're trying to work and do something they care about do their
1: job and inform us on what is happening that that's all they're yeah. trying to do that's all they're, they're trying to they're do. T- inform us about something they care about and do and, the right yeah
0: thing
1: why is morality a question
0: why it's not it's not yeah. oh my god it's fucking not it's um it's infuriating i'm so fucking upset about this dude it's ridiculous man cuz it go- it goes back to like what we talk about all the time on the show with all of our guests that we have on every single saturday that are marginalized people that feel like they're underrepresented and feel like they don't get the attention that they want to like Tamor, Tamor. Okay. You know who Tamor Hussein is, right? So Tamor put out a wonderful video talking directly about how people with platforms should educate themselves about what's going on with Palestinians. That's all he said. That's all his entire video was about. Just do some studying, do some education on this because it's important shit. And the reason he had to do that is because he felt that a lot of the time, Palestinians don't get the love and care that they should be getting from bigger platforms. And the second a bigger platform does it, what do you know? Who would have thunk, who would have thunk the marginalized man w- was fucking right? Who would have thunk, right? Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. But you know what? i
1: Racism doesn't exist here.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I, well, and, I don't see it. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Well, and it's like, 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 it's not even just God to say that, like, these, these higher corporate companies made a racist move. It's more so a just like they made a coward move. Yeah, this is a coward fucking move. They wanted to play the fence sitter. They wanted to play the middle man. And Lord knows, Devin, I don't like a fucking fence sitter. Do you like a fence sitter? No, no, well, it's
1: people are dying. Children are dying. Like,
0: what what else is there there... to say? (laughs) Yeah. I just, like, we shouldn't be having to have this conversation. Why is this a discussion for anyone? Like, why does this even have to be? It's absurd. It's insanity, man. Like, the fact that we even have to explain to people, like, you should care about people dying you should care about this shit like it's ah oh my god man oh my god i also urge everybody to go watch that that video of a uh, tamor hussain talking about this mm-hmm. too i'm going to see if i can uh throw that in a uh, uh in the chat as well for people to watch like yeah. you know while we're talking or whatever cuz it is a phenomenal video he mm-hmm. he goes really in depth about his his thoughts on on the The fact that that the Palestinian people and just the injustices that they have to face just simply because nobody really, like, thinks about them. You know what I mean? Like, Like, nobody stops to think, like, what is going on because they aren't really educated enough to know what's been going on. And so they just decide not to talk about it. And that's a really dangerous way of doing things. And that's a big part of why we do what we do on this show is because there's a lot of people that are too fucking scared to talk about things because they don't know enough about it. When all the only thing that they need to know is that people are being hurt. People are being fucking hurt. There we go. Put that in the chat there. That's in there. All y'all you yep. can watch that if you want to. I'm going to make sure I put that in the show notes as well. Um, anyways, Devin, do you have any final thoughts on this subject?
1: Um, my final thoughts is if you don't know anything about what's going on right now, look into it, read it, digest it, understand what's going on. And, you know, either share, share what you learn about it with, you know, friends and family of yours or find a way to, you know, just, just share what's going on because people need to know that that's pretty much it. Share what's going on. Find a way to help if you can. Um, Yeah, that's, that's about all I can say about that.
0: Yeah. I I want to end it by saying uh the employees of IGN bravo. Yes, bravo. Yes. Thank you guys for 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 making a wholeheartedly genuinely thoughtful fucking mm. post to get attention, spotlight on something that is really 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 matters in this fucking world right now. It really matters. So good mm. on you guys. Seriously, good on you guys. Um sure. Let's kind of move into a little bit brighter of a subject here because we are also a nerd show. Devin, can you take on this second story for me?
1: Yo, so we had a trailer drop the other day, yes, and we uh did. so we're we're gonna see a new g i Joe movie, and it is going to be called Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe origins, which I'm actually pretty stoked about. This comes straight from Rick Stevenson over at Screen Rant. This is a condensed one. We are playing the trailer right underneath us right now. But anyways, the article goes like this. G.I. Joe is coming back to the big screen in 2021 with the release of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins, a prequel film for the eponymous black clad ninja. After a relatively poor reception to G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra and G.I. Joe Retaliation, the reboot has a chance to properly revitalize the live action arm of the franchise, and unfortunately for fans, it won't be too long before. Snake Eyes releases in theaters. Did I say unfortunately? I meant fortunately. Um, (laughs) Though G.I. Joe has existed as a major name in the toy world since the 1960s, the modern era of Joe began in 1982 when the G.I. Joe, a real American hero line, effectively relaunched the brand. The new toys were accompanied by a successful Marvel Comics series and a famous cartoon, of the same name mcu maybe hmm <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which began airing in 1983 a real american hero shifted the franchise to a less realistic more character oriented model introducing major elements like the civil cope Co- Co- the evil cobra organization and the joes sci-fi weapons and vehicles since then gi joe has gradually dropped off in the mainstream pop culture the franchise has continued in various forms over the years, but it's failed to find the kind of widespread modern appeal that Transformers has had. The Snake Eyes movie is G.I. Joe's latest effort to reintroduce itself, rebooting the film series with one of the most popular G.I. Joe characters leading the way. Yo. Yo. I'm kind of stoked on this. That tr- that trailer looks fire. Like, um, you know, it's it's... The action looks... At least when they're sword fighting, it looks somewhat realistic. I don't know about the jumping between the cars, but at least a lot of the sword fighting when you see them indoors and stuff.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's- but it's G.I. Joe, so I hope it gets ridiculous.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I feel it, yeah. dude. This, you're right. This trailer looks sick. Yeah. It looks super sick. I want to point out, uh, Tyler and the in the chat. Uh, I want to see a GI Joe, Fast Furious, and Transformers mashup now. All caps. <laughs> this is amazing. The thoughts of that and only and Mark if, Wahlberg if, is in all of them. I want, I want Mark Wahlberg <laughs> to be every single character. And Vin Diesel. Mark Wahlberg and Mark Vin Diesel. Vin and Diesel. It'll be amazing. Mark Wahlberg. Imagine. Hey. I'm a transformer. You gotta let me fly on this one. Imagine <laughs> the Optimus oppurt- Transformers, though. <laughs> he's in- hey, he's in Optimus, Baldwin. I found a transformer. I- <laughs> uh, imagine hey, the Optimus opportun- found a transformer over in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the opportunities, dude. Imagine hey, what you what you looking at, huh. family? <laughs> And just the rock, just that's it. That's the only part he's in for the entire movie, dude. That'd be amazing. I need it. A... And then Jason Statham walks around the block. You don't know me. You don't know me, <laughs> uh, Devin? Did you? <laughs> did you watch the other GI Joe movies? Oh
1: my god, I. It's been a while, honestly. I I'll tell you the truth. They were not memorable. I do not remember anything from them. I know I watched them, but I do not remember anything from them.
0: All I know that I remember from them is Channing Tatum. And that's it. That's the only I say, thing I, I can honestly say I remember from these, those. I, I, movies. I forgot
1: who was even in those movies. <laughs> There you go. That's, that's how memorable it was for you. I guess. Oh shit, Xander just raided us. What is up? Oh, Xander. My oh my boy. Baby.
0: We appreciate you, dog. We appreciate Yo. you. Devin, okay. So what do you want to see in future GI show installments?
1: Uh, rememberable movies. <laughs> To say I've never been like <laughs> yo, what up, Metalhead? <laughs> oh my god, we want good. But you content. Know <laughs> just, I just want it to be a memorable movie and just a good experience. It doesn't have to necessarily be like some insane story driven movie, but even if it was just remotely on the same level of like an action movie, let, let's say the first Transformers, for instance, it's not necessarily an amazing movie, but it's still entertaining. You know right. what I mean? And right. I still remember stuff from it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, think about Godzilla versus Kong. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's it's the same thing. <laughs> Sanders like there were G.I. Joe G- movies.
0: Right? J- J- <laughs> I, I love it. So what I want to <laughs> see is G.I. Joe starting uh, uh, Butters, Stotch. South Park. <laughs> oh my god hey, GI Joe, boys how you doing <laughs> you know you know
1: when they come out with the, that movie you know south park's probably going to have an episode about it let's be
0: real yeah yeah <laughs> yeah dude there there is there's a lot of potential they could do i i yeah. almost i almost want to say that i hope that they learned about how in unmemorable, the last two movies were that they're going to make some adjustments to make this one better. Mm-hmm. I could be giving them too much credit. I understand that. <laughs> I yeah. totally understand that. I'm probably giving yeah. them too much credit but, here. But you know,
1: Snake Eyes was always like pretty much the star of the show. Right? If I think that's the one thing I can say, yeah. that was like the coolest part of those movies, right? Yeah. So the fact they know that too they know snake eyes is the most popular character so no no wonder they're gonna you know make a movie the focus on him and the trailer Hmm. does look tight i love martial arts i love sword fighting i love action i love car chases i love sword fights in the rain and them jumping off of two cars and meeting in the 10 feet in the air i don't know sword fights in the rain
0: one of the best fucking movie moments ever i know
1: ever if they don't slow mo that shit I'll be mad. If they slow-mo that shit too much, like it's Wonder Woman 1984,
0: I'll be mad. <laughs> no, see, like that's that's that was dope because like the Matrix did it and it was lit. You know, the scene in Matrix 3 where like Neo and uh and uh Agent Smith or whatever the fuck his name is are like standing yeah. in the rain and the rain's like slow motion beating against their faces like yeah, Spring Let's women. call Agent Stiff. Let's just call him Steve. Steve. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> Steve from the Matrix. I'm sure people yeah. know exactly who we're talking. He looks like he Kind of looks like a looks like better a a Richard. <laughs> He's
1: probably like Richard Smith. Richard Smith. Dick. <laughs> Smith. Dick for sure. Dick
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Smith. Yeah, I like the Agent Dick Smith from the Matrix. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> who is, who is ironically enough, also Dick Smith in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's right he, he's uh he's yeah, Irigorn right no 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 no. no. Elrond. Elrond Elrond the, the Elven that's King right. so he's, he's yeah Elrond Dick Smithinson <laughs> we'll just call him that in Lord of the Rings <laughs> next thing you know in the in
1: the uh, uh fucking um Amazon Lord of the Rings show. It's going to mm-hmm. have him in it. And then all of a sudden, the Matrix is just going to open up right behind him. And he's like, hold on, I'll be back.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Xander in the chat says uh, Dick Smith and Captain America. He's Red Skull in the first Captain that's America. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's Dick right. Skull. Dick Skull. He's Dick Skull. <laughs> Dick Skull. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was
1: okay. this show. That What? We got some cool news.
0: Yes. We do Devin and everybody's been asking this question. Yes, they have. And we are here to fucking answer it. Y'all. This is Starfield reportedly confirmed as exclusive to Xbox and PC. This comes from Cat Bailey at IGN, and it reads like this. Starfield will not be coming to PlayStation 5, GameSpeed is reporting. Instead, Bethesda's first-person science fiction role-playing adventure appears set to be a major console exclusive for Xbox Series X and S. Can we talk about how fucking cool of a game that description that is? First-person science fiction role-playing adventure. Everything about that gives me a Dick Smith. GamesBeat sites Outer Worlds on crack. (laughs) Yeah, basically, right. GamesBeat sites sources familiar with the decision in its report. Reporter Jeff Grubb earlier tweeted that Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC. Period. Uh, First announced at E3 2018, Starfield is the anticipated sci-fi successor to popular Bethesda RPGs Fallout and The Elder Scrolls. Little is known about the game itself at this point. Uh, The Bethesda engine was also confirmed to be getting its largest ever upgrade late last year. Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda in September 2020 raised questions about whether Starfield would remain multi-platform or would become an exclusive. Deathloop, which was announced before the acquisition, remains a timed exclusive for PS5. Xbox has a history of being more open to releasing its first-party titles on other platforms, with Ori and Minecraft Dungeons both releasing on Nintendo Switch. Questions remain, but if this reports are accurate, we have a much better sense of Xbox's attentions for Bethesda and its other major acquisitions going forward. Starfield does not yet have a release date. My boy, Devin, I know this is doing it for you. Oh yeah, this is so doing it. I've been saying
1: this since the ZeniMax Bethesda Softworks acquisition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You do not spend 7.4 billion dollars to share your IP with a competitor you don't <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean yeah. and like like yes there were a couple deals in place they were exclusive timed exclusivity deals mm. just timed and I and as soon as those are up they will be on game pass <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and yeah. I'm talking about um, you, you know um, Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo so it's because they already had deals in place before those games were in mm-hmm. development, you know? Um, dude, I, Starfield is going to be like Microsoft's shining star to to, you know adventure open world games you know like like, (laughs) (laughs) i did not but anyways it's you know it's going to be their ghost of tsushima it's going to be their last of it it's trying to be i should say Mm -hmm. it's it's that's what they're aiming for now with all these acquisitions like you you got todd howard's newest ip to be exclusive to your platform you know how Big of a deal that is. That is insane. We're talking about the guy who has been doing Elder Scrolls. We're talking about the guy who took over Fallout with Fallout Three and Four. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. this this guy is a rock star when it comes to freaking video games. You know, to say and the
0: least. To say the yeah, least.
1: like he is just you know god tier programmer from what we've all heard and what we've seen in games. Even though those games are full of a lot of bugs, but open world games. But you know what? It, this is also going to be on pc still so you know people like you or Nell who have pc and playstation you yep. will also be able to experience this and guess what if you have game pass you get it day one launch and it's not 70 dollars right. <laughs> with game pass right you know yep. um There's there's a lot of rumors speculating if that is going to be a highlight at E3, which I do think it's going to be shown off a lot. Uh, Um, I don't think it's coming out this holiday season. Oh, like I I don't think it's going to be the premier holiday game because we have Halo Infinite coming out
0: um, this holiday. I do. I do remember seeing that Jeff Grubb had uh, replied to uh blessing from kind of funny saying that his yeah. date prediction was correct and blessing yeah. had said uh like spring of next year yeah. so like i was thinking
1: february year. march i i uh that's what i've been thinking as well right so right. oh my god it's raven hey it's welcome right. to the chat yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we love
0: you raven we love you but,
1: but yeah so um yeah, I'd expect to see it as the premier springtime game. It's you know, it's going to be the second or third month in the year, and I think that's when it's going to launch. Um, so I that that's probably my most anticipated game right now. That or uh, Elden Ring.
0: Oh, that's going to be that's going to be to to stay on the the uh, mm-hmm. Starfield talk here. So the thing that I want to bring up first and foremost is that there's going to be a lot of people that are real fucking upset about this namely Mm -hmm. PlayStation people that were really, really wanting to play this game and now are probably not going to be able to play unless they get a PC or an Xbox series, right? So Mm -hmm. the only thing that I have to say to those PlayStation people, I'm going to look you dead in the eyes, guys, and say get the fuck over it Get over it. Yeah. PlayStation has been doing exclusives out the ass since the PS4 came out. We had God of War. We had The Last of Us. We had The Last of Us Part 2. We had tons of exclusives. Horizon? Like the th- Bloodborne. Ghost the of list, Tsushima. The list goes fucking on. Yeah. We had so many exclusives. Xbox can have Starfield. They, they can have Starfield. If you want to be a part of it, buy get Game Pass or buy a fucking Xbox Series. So, oh,
1: when you have Game Pass Ultimate... Yep. You also get this thing called xCloud, yep. which all first party games are going to be available on xCloud. Mm. And with that being said, this guy right here paired with a controller yep. can play all your Game Pass games. Yep. So yep. It, they are, um, they're in beta stages right now for iOS, and it is fully released on Android devices. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's definitely worth checking out.
0: Look, listen, guys, listen, listen, OK? I am the PlayStation guy for good kraken. Okay? I love PlayStation. I love PlayStation's exclusive. I, I, I love everything the PS4 gave us for the past, this past generation. I do. And if I didn't have my PC, if I wasn't fortunate enough to have my PC, yes, I'd probably be a little bit upset. But you, do you know what I would do with that upsetness, Devin? What would you do? I'd buy a fucking Xbox! Devin, that's what, what I would do! Okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, for... There's a reason why Microsoft came out with an affordable economy class next-gen console called the Xbox Series S. It's for okay. people who have PCs or mm-hmm. PlayStations or Switches as their mm-hmm. primary console, and it is a next-gen console for $300. No, it does not do 4K, but it does 1440p, which is god damn near twice as better as a freaking 1080p and if you're going to be playing on a monitor you'll be set because you can do 1440p up to 120 hertz like come on that that box is made for people who are unsure about xbox but still want to try those games you know
0: what i mean yeah yeah so exactly starfield is going to be a fucking good game Devin. and i'm yeah we're we're both just assuming it's going to be good because as as that article said um none of us know anything about this fucking game yet none of us know anything about this fucking game yet besides that's going to be on the new bethesda engine and that's it that's the only thing we fucking know and honestly i trust them i trust them me too they (laughs) i I trust them a lot they make some of my favorite games
1: like western rpgs are like some of my favorite games i've ever played i have sunk thousands of hours into all of their games they've come out with over the last few, you know, decade plus,
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dem- I it's- actually want to ask you a quiz question too. So yeah, here's a deal, right? So my, I have a, I have a homie. I've actually have a couple homies that that sort of insinuated, like most notion toward this is that they, their concern is that Bethesda to them is not a console seller. It's not a console selling company. What do you the have self- to say about that?
1: So Microsoft's main focus isn't selling you consoles. Microsoft's main focus is getting you to be a subscriber to Game Pass. Yes, that is what they're looking for. They that's why they put all of their games on PC. That's why they come out with xCloud, and that's why it's all integrated so it doesn't matter if it's a console seller or not it's the fact that they are making these acquisitions they are coming up with these this content they are getting these ips to put on their platform of choice you can play on a console you can play on a computer Mm -hmm. or you can play on your phone and guess what they're also doing for some smart tvs they're coming out with an app so you can bluetooth Mm. link your controller to your TV and use XCloud straight off of your TV. God. So they don't care about selling you consoles. They just give you that as an option so you can have a dedicated piece of hardware that is the best way to play all of their content.
0: Let's fucking go. Devin preach it to them. Preach it to them. It's Xander in the chat. Uh even after Fallout 76 do we trust them? Yes. But yes. yes, I, still I actually played
1: that. the shit out of Fallout 76. Well, here's, here's, here's I am one of those people that Here,
0: like it. Here's the deal. I, I get I get where, you know, objectively, Fallout 76 is probably not that good of a game. I get it. Especially not at the start more so. Right. It was a little bit of a different situation. One, two. But this has put out two amazing games for every one bad game they've had. Not only that, I would argue they publish
1: amazing games we just had doom eternal that got a 9 out of 10 you know that was published by them that was you know worked on by people at bethesda softworks as well they just did a whole documentary explaining how all of these teams would actually mesh and work on each other's projects together And they mm-hmm. like, they have an actual community of developers who work on everybody's games together. So, I mean, we got the Wolfenstein franchise. We got Doom, uh Evil Within, mm-hmm. uh Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. Fallout. Just to name some of the big ones, like, <laughs> I, of course, I'm going to trust Bethesda. You
0: know what I mean? Like, it is. It is such a good time to be a gamer, dude. We like, say this almost every fucking episode, man. It is such a good time to be a fucking video game fan yeah. right now. It is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to be able to man. play Xbox, like, on my fridge. like If I get one of those smart fridges, like, <laughs> it's going to be lit. I'll be able to play yeah. Xbox in my car if I get a Tesla, which I won't. Uh, and I'll be able to play it um out of thin air that's my hope this is have glasses um, i can put on and just speaking of glasses microsoft has hololens so <laughs> oh, jesus christ you're right, We're right about <laughs> i wasn't even- i know, was just joking but sure like- <laughs> you're right xander i will get a tesla our last story for tonight <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i know right our last story for tonight devin can you take this for me
1: this one was sad but we kind of knew this day was going to come eventually mm-hmm. with uh, with streaming platforms, but Dune movie will debut in theaters exclusively as HBO Max decision is reversed. This comes from Jeff Snyder over at Collider. Um, Dennis Villeneuve's Dune movie will debut only in theaters as Warner Media has reversed its day and date decision regarding HBO Max and that particular big budget title. Deadline reports that the sci-fi movie will premiere at the Venice Film Festival in September ahead of the exclusive theatrical release on October 1st. Warner Brothers had already reached a deal with Regal Cinemas to restore the 45-day theatrical window in 2022. Before titles begin streaming on HBO Max, Dune will now fall under that arrangement and will likely be Warner Brothers' only 2021 movie to do so. With late 2021 award contenders like Will Smith's King Richard and Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho still expected to premiere simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max, the report comes the same day that AT&T has struck a deal to spin off its Warner Media assets to Discovery which prompted a report that Warner media's Jason Kylar is already negotiating his exit after a year in the top job. It was Kylar who delivered AT&T's decision that all of Warner's 2021 titles would debut on HBO max. And though the strategy has proved effective, it also infuriated the creative community. Mm. So it makes sense. I'm not going to lie. You know, people are getting vaccinated. the, The movie literally comes out. Christmas right at the end of the year by that time the trajectory is we're supposed to be around 70% vaccination things are opening up i'm not surprised um the the selfish part of me is upset that i don't get to watch it in my living room day and date
0: yeah you
1: know yeah. <laughs> cuz you know we you know we get nice TVs and sound systems so we can have that theatrical experience at home and of course it's just better to be at home but, like, I get it. <laughs> I just wish I could pay 20 to $30 to watch this movie in my house.
0: <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that bums me out about this most isn't necessarily because it's Dune. Like, I would probably end up going and seeing Dune in theaters anyways. I was a big fan of mm-hmm. the books. I love the books. Um, awesome story. It's going to look amazing. I have faith that they're going to make it look absolutely extravagant. It's going to be sick. Um, my dealio here is that this is very telling because this is not the only movie that's done this. Now, there's yeah. a couple other movies that were lined up to be on streaming services that are now going to be hitting theaters instead. And it bumps like me out. Because, was it? Yeah. Wasn't Black Widow one of them? Black Widow's is still going to be coming to Disney plus premiere. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it still is. But, um, the thing that bumps me out most is that I was kind of hoping that one of the things that we would get. Out of this pandemic situation is that movies would potentially just start releasing on streaming platforms day and date. And I was hoping that was going to consistently be a thing going forward for a lot of major releases because I was kind of hoping that this pandemic would give us some sort of a crazy life change. And I don't know if like that's just me thinking way over the moon about things like this, but I would have thought that was awesome. I was kind of hoping that we would have that. Um,
1: I, go ahead. I'm with you on that, but as being one of the things that we talked about hating, I'm kind of a fence sitter on that because there are a lot of jobs at stake if that was to happen, you know
0: correct. correct. we have a yes. lot of
1: you know movie theater employees, you know uh just faculty members of of those company not only like the corporate people of that company and granted we you know corporate capitalism that sucks anyways um right but right, right, right. uh you know it, also like we got to think about the people at the bottom who make these movies you know we got to think about the the mic the boom stand holders the cameramen you know the writers you know like mm-hmm. writer assistants and stuff like that like the pay would probably go down for some of those people or some of those positions can be eliminated to, you know, smaller skeleton crews. We might see smaller budgets for movies, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, it, do, do, do thinking, I like being at you know? home? Yeah. Do I like being at home? Yes. It's awesome. Maybe instead of it just making it day and date to to stream at home just for the cost of the subscription maybe add a ticket value for like a 48 hour stream or something like that you know something just like, like renting a movie you know i i could see that happening before any of these big name movies premiere day and day unless it's like a netflix original or a hulu original or something of course like that, of course you know? of course but yeah. as far as like
0: theatrically released titles and, yeah. and you know what like i I guess it's just wishful thinking more so on my part of like what could have been. Uh, Granted, on the other hand of that though, I Mm -hmm. don't want to lose movie theaters. Like I love movie theater experiences. Like I watched a majority of the Avengers movie, the MCU movies Mm -hmm. in theaters, loved every single experience that I had with those. There were so many good memories that I have in movie theaters mm-hmm. and movie theater experiences that are going to go with me to the grave. And I don't want to lose that just because of the pandemic thing. But also, mm-hmm. I know a, there's a lot of different benefits that come to getting movies day and date that are bigger titles for mm-hmm. people that are not, you know, that are disabled, that can't go to movie theaters and have the same comfortable experience mm-hmm. as other people. And they want to be able to have day one conversations like a lot of us did when avengers endgame came out you know there's there's tons of different stuff that we that could benefit Mm -hmm. from having something like that so i definitely like your idea as far as like having like a 48 hour stream experience or something like that uh, that could sort of like act as like the the middle ground of that um it's it's I want I I kind of I just want to find like a happy place in between. Look, guys in the chat. high lash, hi, we love you. Everyone in the chat, please understand that I'm not saying I want. I wanted movie theaters to be replaced by the digital age. By no means do I want that. What I want is for everyone to be happy because I fucking love all of you. And I want all of us to be happy and all of us to have fun and all of us to be extravagant and love entertainment and love nerdy things and love just being complete fucking dweebs about movie theaters and video games and and Avengers and it just just all the memories that we've ha- fucking had when it comes to these I want all of it to have it. I want all of us to have it. I want everyone in the world to fucking have it, but I also want you know to be able to sit on my couch and eat shitty pop home popcorn and burgers and drink <laughs> alcohol if I want and just <laughs> which I can't I as you can say. <laughs> I want, to, I want to curl into a blanket on my couch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I hear you 100%. And like, so I want to ask you a question real quick yes. just on the subject of theaters and how, when everybody is vaccinated, we should all go support theaters for these moments. What are your twoest, most hype moments you can think of off the top of your head from movie theater goings? So, what f- two movies?
0: Uh, first The very first thing is, is exactly what they're saying in the chat here uh, Avengers Assemble moment the portals moment of avengers endgame yeah. is absolutely my number one most hype ass fucking moment i've ever had watched him watching a movie ever ever yeah ever yeah. that is always going to be number one for me always uh number two was uh um lord of the rings return to the king uh yeah. the the little scene where aragorn Talking to his people, and today is not that day, you know what I mean? And he turns and he around at out. the very yeah. end, and he's like, he's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he all shines the okay. black gate. Okay. And it is the sickest shit on the fucking planet. Seeing right. that when I was so young. <laughs> it was amazing. And maybe that's part of the reason why I fell in love with Lord of the Rings. But yeah, either way, definitely hype. Devin, what are your two? Be fast. Okay.
1: I, I'm gonna be with you on that end game moment. Avengers Assemble hype moment. I saw that movie four times in theaters. Always hype.
0: <laughs> I've um, watched it like 25
1: times since. Yeah, it, honestly, it like least, I it bought least, it on the, Blu-ray nonstop. I've I've gone straight to the end of that movie just to watch that whole end sequence from when uh, they get back and Thanos comes and everything. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's just so sick. Um, now my second moment is the end of Rogue One when Vader is going through the ship and it perfectly intertwines with the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope to Ever Be Released. That was fucking hype in the theater. Like, seeing it from Vader's perspective
0: was so, so cool fucking hype, so fucking hype. So, yeah xander talking yeah. about the harry potter part how dare you stand where he stood that part was super hype yeah was super hype yeah guys in the chat let us know what your fucking favorite hype moments and movies were because we definitely want to talk about that stuff and also too we're going to be getting uh into more fun memories and hype moments that we remember a little bit later on but in video games so our next segment here guys is actually our hands-on segment where we talk a little bit about the things uh, like video games and movies and TV Mm -hmm. shows and books and comics and whatever the hell we want to talk about um, that we have experienced since our last episode that we recommend to all of you at home. Devin, what have you been consuming this week? So I got three and a half things
1: for you, and one of them includes both of us. Oh. I'll start. I'll start with my solo things here first. Okay. So okay. I have been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Mm. Oh my gosh! So I, I bought it on to uh, Series X, and they did such a good job with the textures. Like mm. holy crap! Like just like I'm playing the first Mass Effect that game released in 2007. Yep. And yep. I'm playing it 4K at 60 hertz, and you can see commander shepherds pores on yeah. their face yeah like, which is insane like that game when that came out texturing was nowhere near that at the time you know you were you were playing that game maybe in 720p <laughs> you know <laughs> like i would I, yeah. I was like a, a sophomore in high school when that game came out now i'm playing it again for the first time in like a decade and it is just it is so good um I know I talked about it again, but I just want to praise that game. They've even already came out with updates, just like just to make the fidelity better and the frame rates work smoother too, so that way there's no dropping. So they've already updated the game that much, um, which is just really cool to see. Uh, I highly recommend everybody play that game when they get a chance. That story is massive. It's it's so uh, you really feel like you're a part of it and the Uh, decisions you make. Bioware,
0: not massive. (laughs)
1: Um, anyways anyways um so yeah go play mass effect legendary edition you can skip around between one two and three it has all of the dlc content and i can't wait to finish that game in 250 hours um (laughs) now what i've been watching and i know you're going to talk about this here soon Mm-hmm. But I finished mm-hmm. Castlevania season four. Oh
0: my god! Okay, so I'm gonna overlap with you here. All right, because we okay. got we get a bit hype about this together because I have not <laughs> hit season four yet. I am I am two thirds of the way through through season three, so I'm almost there. Right, Devin, Devin. Yeah, I cannot believe. I slept on this fucking show. How dare I? How dare I sleep on this? Devin, how was season four?
1: It was fucking amazing. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to tell you because it just came out and I literally binged it in two days. Oh my just
0: god. Like, it is so
1: good. The the animation is just so good. Um the game. I, I mean, it's all based on the games and you, it pulls a lot of lore from the games and it, the story just it, it folds so well together and the characters are really good mm-hmm. and the action is just insane. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so grotesquely gory, but so fun at the same time, you know, yeah. um, and there's yeah. definitely things where, you know, you'll be looking, you know, watching and you're like, oh my God, don't tell me they're going to do oh they did it to the dog. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't don't say don't say too much. Don't say I'm too much. Don't. say I'm just
1: saying it has those moments, man, where you're just like, oh, they better not do, and they do it. They and Game they, of Thrones. Yeah, you know
0: it's it's true. <laughs> they do they do do something. Yeah, like that. and that's actually a part that I was going to say is is actually like, I, I'll get to you in a second. I'll get to you in a second. Is there any, is there anything else yeah. that you've consumed this week or those um, your two? Yeah, well, I I had three and a half. I am oh, that's right, that's playing,
1: right. Playing Resident Evil Eight. I've not finished it yet because my partner Sierra, who's in the chat right now, was gone on vacation (laughs) and we're playing that game together. Um, I can't wait to play that some more. Um, And you know what? Freaking my last one, and this goes for both of us Apex, dude.
0: Let's fucking go. And that is perfect segue into my because I was going to talk about Apex this week. You're on the dime, Kevin. Yeah. It's sick. So. (laughs) <laughs> I cannot believe how much we've fallen in love with Apex. I spent all this time telling you that I only played like 2 hours of Apex Legends when it first came out. When it first yeah. like day 1, I downloaded the game, I played it, and I sucked ass at it and I never picked it up again <laughs> until our boy Kai <laughs> Island style um came in and and just sold us on playing it again. You know what I mean? Was we'll just, just, just fucking play it just play it yes xander in the chat we are playing arenas we've been playing like every other night for yeah. like three hours it's sick dude it's so and sick we're playing tonight again yeah we're gonna be playing tonight i promise you're gonna be playing tonight <laughs> yeah. it is it is amazing so here's the deal i'm in a weird special case where i did not think i was going to fall in love with with this in any capacity in any capacity absolutely,
1: xander absolutely he yeah. asked if we can yeah. third
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we will hit you up um i did really did not think that we were i was gonna fall in love with this game i really didn't think and arenas is so good it did it it did it to me i haven't been able to stop thinking about it it's um. it's so much fun like we've we've had so much time with friends the past few weeks this past month that we've been streaming at apex every thursday and playing on off nights and everything like that that like I, I haven't felt like this since picking up Rainbow Six Siege. not just this obsessed yeah. with the game, like a competitive game. I, uh, I love it. I love it. I love it, dude. Now, here's the deal, guys. I finally started watching Castlevania. So I'm talking about two things tonight that I have unfortunately slept on for far too long. Castlevania is the anime game of thrones that i've been fucking wanting for so long because yeah. after season one it turns into game of thrones and it is wild it is so fucking wild yeah the animation superb the art style yeah. superb the voice acting amazing the soundtrack <laughs> mind-blowing the 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 mixes that they've done with bloody tears the classic castlevania theme song are you fucking Mm. kidding me the soundtrack for this damn show is outstanding i cannot believe it and the writing the way that they turned the game's lore and story into a full series that is completely watchable episode to Mm -hmm. episode i find myself not wanting to stop a majority of the time like I'll get four episodes deep and be like, "Fuck, I gotta stop and go to bed." Like it's like, yeah. it's, it's so good and it's nice too because each episode's only like thirty minutes long. Yeah. it's only half an hour long. Like if even that, I think they're like twenty five minutes actually. Like each mm-hmm. episode's super short, and they give you everything that you need to get in the episode, and they get you the fuck out or into the next episode. And they always have such a good way of hooking you into the next thing that's going to happen in the next episode amazing dude i cannot yeah. fucking believe how good this show is man i'm so thankful for you for pushing me to go watch this after i kicked your ass about invincible good trade-off baby good yeah. fucking trade-off man
1: I, I have another one for you as soon as you're done with castlevania Ooh, okay it's called blood of zeus
0: oh is it another yeah anime? is another anime
1: or... it's it's another netflix original and since you like oh. castlevania i'm pretty sure you're gonna like blood of zeus mm,
0: you know you know it's, it's is it like <laughs> mythological thing is it like
1: yeah it's yeah? all greek oh. mythology
0: <laughs> you know i like my mythological yeah stuff, bro, it, it, you, you know it's like gotta the... do
1: with zeus himself
0: <laughs> Ooh.
1: Ooh. and hades and the
0: titans mm. yeah I am Dick Smith right now. My dude, I am Dick Dick Smith Smith. right now. (laughs) Devin, we're going to move into our third and final headlining segment of the show today. Devin, tonight. Because we talked about lots of wonderful movie memories tonight, we are talking about... <laughs> oh my god, I'm Dick Smith. The chat. We're just Dick Smith all the it's time like now. Someone make a command, please. Like, I know, we're gonna do... I'm gonna make a Dick Smith command now. It's gonna be great. Tonight, our headline segment is that we are actually talking about our biggest and favorite video game memories. This includes hype moments. This includes personal memories. This includes how we've gotten into you know, video games, different, different video game franchise that we fall in love with Devin. I want us to do three each. We're going to start with you. Come back to me and just go back and forth that way until we've each done three Devin. What is your third best video game memory?
1: I'm going to go with my very first one to memory. Do you remember those jam-packed demo discs we used to get for the PS1 and PS2 back in the day? Yeah, you remember those. Mm-hmm. I remember this one time they put Final Fantasy VIII on a jam-packed disc, mm. and I popped <laughs> it into the PlayStation, and you could—it was a demo curated version of the very first mission you go on as a seed operative, where you go to an island to go to power up a dish. Uh, at the top of a hill and it's all it's all just you know turn based battling you get to try out a few of the summons they are called guardians in that game mm. but the main thing I want to say okay is going from N64 to PS1 and the Final Fantasy 8 intro cutscene that they included at the beginning of the demo every time you clicked on it and I would watch that over and over and over as a kid and just get so hyped on Final Fantasy so as a memory for me, that was like the biggest thing because like seeing the animation and the cutscene, I just thought it was so cool and it just had this epic music while it had Squall Leonhart and Seafir fighting each other and showing how they got the scars on their face. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and that was God. so hype. And that is what pulled me into Final Fantasy. Oh, that was it? That. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I had to be like seven years old with that game came out. Yeah, 1998. I was seven years old when that happened. Oh, but, uh, um, but, anyways, that's my first one right there. Just if that got me hype on JRPGs, is that right there?
0: <laughs> that is probably going to be the direction I'm going to start with, too. Um, I got into video games. Uh, I, I, okay, so I had a childhood friend named Zeke. Right. And also, yes, guys, please, if you have video game memories, drop them in the chat. We want to read them. We'll probably talk about some if we have a little extra time by the time we're done here. Well, I first got in fully into video games. I was introduced to some video game stuff when I was younger because my uncle had gotten me into like well, my dad got me into like duck hunt, whatever. That doesn't really count. I was like negative eight years old. Uh <laughs> my uncle got me into like doom and shit when I was like super young, whatever, right? Um I got really into video games because I went to my friend's house, Zeke, uh, who had two older brothers who were, I think, like 20 and like 25, some shit like that. They were like marginally older than us and uh, not marginally. They were pretty much older than us. Um, And when I came over, I noticed that his second or his his next oldest brother, um, Bubba, was playing a game that looked sick it looked awesome and i'm just standing behind the couch watching him play this enthralled by this game that i was experiencing before my eyes right and i go bubba what what game is this what are you playing and he goes it's called final fantasy 7 and he goes this mm-hmm. is the final boss fight and he goes on to explain to me the, like this entire backstory about some guy who hated this fucking guy and and they're having this fight because he killed this guy's family and just all this shit. And I was like, oh, my God, this sounds amazing. And that was the beginning of me falling in love with Final Fantasy seven and every Final Fantasy since then. Mm-hmm. And my whole line of, of just becoming addicted to video games started with cloud fucking strife jumping off that train because Bubba let me borrow disc one of final fantasy and i purposely went out of my way to go home and run my ass home and play this fucking game let's go final fantasy yeah let's yeah go.
1: i i like that you and i had very similar startups in in our love for for archie our rpgs you know like i mean I've pretty much damn near bought in every Final Fantasy game that's come out since then, besides Final Fantasy 11. I play 14 right now. Um, 15, I played the shit out of 15. Ooh, 15 was fucking ooh, great. I cried 15. at the end of 15. Oh, like, you know God, what I mean? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just cool that we have that similar. Um, I'll go into another one. And uh, this is what made me really love first person shooters okay this is what got me into being competitive while also just playing with friends is back in high school we did that fabled thing that everybody talks about that doesn't really happen anymore halo 3 land parties boy you know our boys so lock and load (laughs) okay yeah yeah yeah, him and i would do those together and we'd get like 12 to 16 people together oh and we'd have like god. six to eight tvs set up some people would be bring their own monitors and play on their own separate tvs and some people you know like on the bigger tvs we'd put like two to four people on them you know it yeah. was so much fun god we would stay up all night playing the playing halo 3 forever and like i I don't think anything will replace that memory. And I will always cherish that as, as a memory for myself when it comes to gaming, just oh, one of the coolest yeah. moments. It's just like, like, yeah, playing online with your friends is fun, but man, being a kid and being able to experience that, you know, endless pizzas and two liters of <laughs> mountain dew, dude, dude, like just the most typical ass yeah. land party shit, like yeah. bags of Doritos everywhere, you know, just pranks being pulled those we're the best and uh shout out to our boy so lock and load for those he comes around chat every now and then so yes, hopefully he hears us he would host yeah he would host quite a bit of those
0: my so. my first uh land party was world of warcraft actually oh interesting yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, that was that was uh i had to um <laughs> fuck the alliance First off, uh, <laughs> let's start there. I uh, <laughs> got stomped one night. <laughs> I love it. Fuck love the it. Let's go. That was my first land party. So I, um, and then I, I did. Um, I, There's I did, some hordes in this house. <laughs> there are some hordes in this house. Let's go. Um, I, I had, I had some land party experience with, uh with Halo for sure. Um uh-huh. I actually, my, my second one. Funny enough, was actually also a Halo story, but mine is actually my introduction to Halo, which mm. started with Halo One, and oh, I, yeah. I I experienced Halo One at my friend Nick's house, uh, who's actually also the kid who got me into Magic the Gathering, uh, Pokemon cards. Like he got me into a majority of the uh all the nerdy shit that I'm into today. Basically, yeah. that isn't just video games. Uh, so bless your heart nick i love you yeah. uh, and he What's had me up? come over play play halo for the first time and we got into multiplayer mode with his uh. older brother and his older brother's friend and <laughs> we're playing the map that has the big open field and the oh yeah uh, blood up- gulch yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're playing yeah. that map I'm walking through the map ha- not having any fucking clue what I'm doing okay and I remember clear as yesterday that I'm walking down this hill and I walk up this hill and I don't know right <laughs> my friend's brother yell yeehaw and he jumps over this hill in a war hog <laughs> and smashes on top of me and I never played Halo until I got older and just bought it on PC myself <laughs> i was so fucking pissed i was like what the fuck is this game i don't even know what i'm doing
1: (laughs) that's the whole point of halo though is to troll your friends
0: (laughs) it's actually not even called halo it's called troll your friends that's what troll your your friends and find the skulls that's what it's called
1: Going back on that whole experience, I remember, like, just at the land parties, like, people would just, like, troll or, like, you know, like, uh, camp spawns and stuff, and there was a whole lot of dead arm punching Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. would die at them because yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, You were probably that person that would punch people in the arm when you died. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That, was, that wasn't me. That wasn't
0: me. I can... I'm, I'm twice... <laughs> I'm twice the normal man size, so I can't be going around, like, punching <laughs> people in the arm without feeling bad, so... Hey, when we were children, that's not the truth. <laughs> okay, but, well, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was never a tiny kid. Fuck you, man. <laughs> you, I'm not saying tiny. I know, I love you. I know. <laughs> I love you, I, I like trapping people into, into, like, thinking they're accidentally doing a bad joke. You know what I mean? Um... Manipulation. <laughs> uh, I am not going back to prison, Devin. What is your? <laughs> well, I mean, you do have face tattoos, so. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right, Devin. What is your number one most memorable video game moment? Okay. This
1: brought is- to you by Truly. <laughs> And uh, White Claw Surge, get truly, your eight percent seltzers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> truly and White Claw's Devin most hype moment in video games.
1: Okay, so back when the Do Action Sports Tour was a thing, um, they brought their uh, their like E three like game demo setup on the tour with them because it would happen during the summer right after E three. So um, God, this had to be like two thousand eight, I think um now uh so they had this game called moto storm i did not have a ps3 yet i spent a good like probably two hours in inside this uh this game trailer like testing out all the new games and you know ps3 you know doing game demos which who knows what that's going to be like going forward after you know everything we've dealt with but um they did a competition the fastest lap gets a vip weekend pass to the do action sports tour and gets to meet pro skateboarder andy mcdonald and play video games
0: with him and you fucking won it yeah you fucking won won the fucking
1: thing (laughs) and it was so i don't know how but i got fastest lap in this game and i ended up racing andy mcdonald like playing moto storm and then I got a VIP pass to the Do Action Sports Tour from PlayStation, and I got I got to be like walking around with the pros. Like <laughs> I ran into Ryan Schuckler. I got to skate the park, walk around like the mega ramp and everything they had set up. And it all happened because of playing video games. And I forgot to dig out my pass, but I do have a pass, and we will post it on our Twitter later, just yes. for proof. It, this this dude. is like. It's it's a golden little heirloom of mine. Just great fond memories of the one one of the times that video games were, did something really cool for me, because at the time I was actually um, a competitive skater on the local level. So that was like the biggest thing where like I had two worlds of mine in high school collide and I got to have some of the coolest experiences as a teenager, you know? That
0: so, yeah, is way hype. Way more hype than mine, dude. That is sick. <laughs> that is I'm so sorry, sick. I'm trying dude. to let up Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's amazing, dude. Congrats well, yeah. all these years later. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I mean, not that it means a whole lot now, but it was really cool oh, at the time. dude, that's, that's super sick. I'll, dude, any memory that you can hold on that's like that, fuck yeah, I mean, man. I mean, I'm
1: 29, and I still have a pass from when I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. <laughs>
0: yeah, worth it. Worth yeah so my number one uh biggest video game memory here is one nowhere near as hype as yours is mine i actually want to talk about being extremely sad so my number one favorite video game memory um and i do have an honorable mentions here that i want to talk about to you that are both mm-hmm. kind of very similar um is the end Of the first season of the Walking Dead video game, the Telltale series, Walking Dead. Yeah, that's a good one. I played this game nonstop all the time on public transit when I was on my way to work, and I played it on my phone and I was working at in Einstein's Bagels here in Portland and at would have to be there at four o'clock in the fucking morning having to take the bus and i'm not emotionally prepared for for doing a lot of things at four o'clock in the morning on public transit Devin. and uh i uh i got to right before the very final ending parts of the game Mm -hmm. um and decided to play the ending of the game on my lunch break woof now for anyone and all of our all of our listeners and viewers at home here i just want to express something real quick fun fact about me okay i'm a huge bitch (laughs) i'm a huge baby back cry baby bitch for anything that is fucking sad i would shed tears for weeks shamelessly i don't give a shit if it's sad i'll let you know it's fucking sad right <laughs> I don't give a shit. i'll cry i'll rub it on your face i like wipe my eyes slap you in the face with it you know what i mean feel my tears um oh man <laughs> <laughs> uh tears for fears um so <laughs> i did that tears. yeah i know right to <laughs> that so i beat the game on my lunch break i'm sobbing Absolutely fucking sobbing in the <laughs> not in an employee lunchroom. I'm out in the actual regular, like, <laughs> like eating area for customers, bawling my eyes out watching Lee. <laughs> trying to hand off information to Clementine in the very final scene of this fucking thing and she's walking in the open field I'm bawling my fucking eyes out and some lady comes up to me I'm wearing my work uniform right so she thinks that I just got fired or something okay so she comes up and she says oh my god are you okay and I'm like Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm sorry. I was just, I was, I was playing something. It's really, really sad. She's like, "Oh, you had me worried. I was gonna tell you I could hire you for this job if you'd like to." I was like, "Oh, it's okay. It's fine." She handed me her business card, and five months later, I was working for this lady. <laughs> You she was do? so sweet she really was so fucking sweet and I worked for her for a better part of a year it was awesome it was dope what'd you do what'd you do for her uh was piano moving Ooh, hell yeah yeah it was lit yeah she, she saw her <laughs> metal just so everybody knows yeah she saw she saw thick boy out here doing his thick things so. yeah
1: she saw you muscle, doing some flexing while you were crying you know muscle. when you were crying you were just like flexing <laughs> at the same time yeah yeah I- <laughs>
0: exactly she she saw my thick cake she saw my cake and she's like oh he got the wagon he got the wagon flex she's crying.
1: <laughs> we like to call that series flex crying
0: <laughs> flex crying. i'm about it dude that is my main one my honorable mention that i want to mention yeah. is is really just my experience playing the last of us one for the first time uh after joel can i happens. say something yes I was gonna bring up the same exact thing. Devin, you and, and I are killing it tonight.
1: You know what I mean? Like, you know I mean? Oh, wait, are you talking about part two or part one? Part one. Okay, yeah. The very beginning of that game fucked me up so bad. Yeah.
0: So bad. Like, I, I remember playing that game. So I got my PS4. I started it, had the entire opening thing, was enthralled by this game. And then that scene happens, and I was a mess. The rest of the night because I was just like I can't believe that they just showed us that and then the rest of the fucking game is like that. Yeah. Something terrible fucking happens and then black screen and you're just left and it just says the
1: Last of Us. It was just
0: sit oh. there and feel every ounce of weight that you just had yeah. forced to experience. I hated it and oh, loved it God. so much. <laughs> so they're
1: they're they're doing a remaster too and like yeah
0: well yeah well remake yeah remake remake Remake.
1: yeah Yeah. they're doing a remake because they already did the remaster Mm -hmm. so they're doing a remake of the remaster um
0: (laughs) (laughs) which actually i think it's the remake of the remaster of the remaster because i'm pretty sure they remastered it after oh no wait maybe no no remake of the remaster Yeah. yeah 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 So, I was thinking I was thinking like Skyrim. Anyways,
1: <laughs> I actually really hope that that remaster comes out on PC as well. Oh, you I'm know, sure it since it will it will be the third time that game gets released and Yeah, I'm with you, Sierra. We had a whole episode about me going, "Why are you doing a remake of the remaster when you could just update the compatibility you know know. know. we'll get into
0: that another day though but yeah
1: yeah we don't have to get into that right now but i hope it just comes out on pc this time because lord knows that we probably aren't going to be able to find ps5s for like another two years i'm I'm being negative but really (laughs) (laughs) i get it i get it you know i i want to really experience that game again and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I turned on the PS3 version of it because I have the old school 80 gig PS3 right behind me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold up that good. It I'm not gonna lie. It doesn't. It now, doesn't. It's the, clunky.
0: The remat. The remaster that they did for for PS4 is actually surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Um. They remastered yeah. the fuck out of that baby. You know what I mean? They remastered yeah. the hell out of it. Um. It's good. One of my favorite. Like easily top 10 favorite games ever Mm -hmm. alongside the last part two being easily like top three favorite like that game is one of my favorite games i have ever experienced in my entire life it is ready for some blast of me you haven't played it yet you haven't played i have not
1: played part two yet
0: correct and the day will come that you will and you will Mm -hmm. be disappointed in yourself just as I was with Castlevania for waiting so long to do it, because it was amazing. Definitely, yep. It was fucking amazing. I want to kind of go into the chat and look over some of the uh, the stories that we had with you guys for memories in video games here. So we had a uh, first vault of glass clear in destiny convincing my dad to play call of duty with my brother and I, and he actually enjoying it playing up army of two with my brother, dude, I played army of two, the, So much with my brother too. Same. Yeah, that was a brother's fuck game, dude. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. Can we uh, just sibling bonding
0: during that game? game? Oh, dude. Me and my brother would play Army of Two, uh, Baldur's Gate, like Mm -hmm. wrestling games, football games. Like we like we uh, we played video games so fucking much together. Speaking of Baldur's Gate, we have Dark Dark Alliance coming out here soon. Game Pass, which means you and
1: I can play it together. Uh, yeah. So, it fucking does. Yeah. You, know
0: what I mean? you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, oh, High Lash says my RPG addiction started with a PS1 game called Legend of Legaia. I almost forgot about that fucking game. Yeah. Another one I, that, Go ahead.
1: I never played Legend of Legaia, but I played Legend of Dragoon. Fuck.
0: Yes, you <laughs> did, Devin. <laughs> one of the best PlayStation what? games ever. What? They're remaking it i know why well, I, I don't know mm, we'll they said I, I i'll
1: have to let me look up the I, article right I, now i know I, continue I, on. I
0: just read the article the other night because i was actually discussing with my my friend the other night too they they are they what it was announced that the original guy i believe the original director was coming back to direct the remake as well my issue is It took them so long to buy into doing it because they were worried that it wasn't going to make enough money. mm, There might be an argument that I don't see them making it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So
1: they're doing it over at Blue Point Games, which did the remake for Dark Souls and also did the remakes for Halo 1 and 2.
0: Oh, God, Devin, I don't need this much hype at the end of the show. I don't need this I, much hype at the end of the show, Devin. I really don't. I just, I, that's all I'm going to say. But I just put it out right oh there my for God. you. Xantho in the chat says, We did the same thing growing up, but instead of Halo, we played StarCraft and Warcraft. I miss StarCraft so much. Also, Xanthil, I saw that you complimented my hair earlier. Thank you so much. I appreciate Ooh. you. Uh, my boy is suave. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, uh, mm. Lights mm. flashing. <laughs> Um, to my little or like Magnum from Zero.
1: No, I mean just a little bit of.
0: Oh, oh, (laughs) wow! You just doubt Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, I miss StarCraft so much. StarCraft was one of my favorites when I was Mm -hmm. younger too. Uh so much Mountain Dew and Pizza. Uh, Little Caesars on Deck. <laughs> yeah.
1: For us it was um, Papa Murphy's because I worked at
0: one when I was in high oh, school. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh let's see. Oh, Xander clipped something earlier. I haven't looked at it yet, but I will. Neither have uh, <laughs> I. And it looks like that's all the memories oh. you guys put in. Wait, what, what? Tecmo
1: Super Bowl and Double Dragon Were the original games he couldn't uh, Couldn't put down that's coming from Tyler and the He goes those were the only games he had As a kid and he also said Starcraft holy shit
0: (laughs) Yeah dude Starcraft was a Killer man yeah it was a Killer I played Some Starcraft but I was more of a Warcraft
1: kid to tell you the truth Really really yeah I played Warcraft 2 and 3 3 was fucking lit (laughs) Yeah, That's like yeah, the yeah, precursor yeah, yeah. to yeah. World at Warcraft.
0: Yes, yes, it was very, very good. I actually got into uh, 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 Age of Empires before I got into Starcraft. Okay, honestly, okay. Like, I was I was pretty big in, into Age of Empires. a lot A lot of my younger gaming was done on PC, just like mm-hmm. accidentally. But like, yes, high lash. Yes, in the chat, Age of Empires was lit. Age of Empires two specifically was like okay. one of my favorites. That one was dope that one was super dope um yeah there's a lot of games that i like experienced when i was younger that were just yeah on pc for whatever i spent a lot of time playing sims the sims is what i was it oh, oh, yeah. was one of my sim fucking hours yeah
1: sim power for me i oh. spent hours playing that one yeah. I, I had to be like i had to be like 8 years old but like my parents had it so i mm-hmm. played it um mm-hmm. you yeah. know um just so you know the remaster of Age of Empires 2 is on Game Pass. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know. I see. And just so you, Nevin. Just, just so you know. You know. Get it? Did you get it? Did I get what? Did I get what? Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> no I, di- I didn't <laughs> I'm so busy with Castlevania Devin. I have a lot of things going on I have a lot of things going on and I'm stressed out and I want to die but I'm not going to die tonight because this has been the Good Kraken Podcast <laughs> a show for nerdy marginalized people's giving you the video game and pop media news reviews and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7pm and 1pm on Saturdays right here on twitch.tv slash Kraken show if you enjoyed the show you can support us by subscribing below going to our youtube channel by clicking the link in our about section of our twitch page and clicking that bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching good kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there but until next time Fuck the Alliance! Let's go! Let's go! Fuck the Alliance! Fuck the There's a
1: horde in this house! There's a horde in this house! There's a horde in. Th-